our unity with one another and our difference at the same time. So, right. Oh, were you gonna say yeah. something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's me. That's my cue. Um. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I have to hold the mic in front of me in case I have any comments, but I also want to look at you while you're talking. Okay, uh, what was I going to say? R- right, David. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That sounds like daytime TV. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's right, David. Yeah. Back to you. No. Um. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the director of faith formation here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. And I'm Maya Little Sonia, and I'm the youth minister. I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource curator. I'm Jackie. What is different about today? I'm here. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> in We're all person. physically present. For the podcast. For the first time ever. I don't think this has ever, yeah, it's never happened before. Wow. It's wow. amazing. And it will never happen The first again. and last. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Alpha and the Omega. No. Oh, Not true, because there's going to be three weeks of this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> three weeks. Um, so we're so excited that Jackie's here. We've got snacks. The Holy Spirit is moving. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we are here all together celebrating Pentecost. It's not yet Pentecost for us, but uh, we're very close. By the time you listen to this, it will be Pentecost and the season after Pentecost, because Pentecost isn't actually a season. It's just a day. And then it's the season after Pentecost, which we also call ordinary time. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the liturgical seasons, it'll be Pentecost on June 9th, and you'll be listening to this uh, for that week of June 9th. And then after that will be, you know, the weeks after Pentecost and then the propers. And that will take us all the way up to Advent. So that's a long time, another half of the year. Um, so welcome, everybody, back to our faith to go podcast for this week. Like we said, the week of Sunday, June 9th. Uh, um, and like every week, we are going to each take some time to uh, highlight one point from this week's gospel that we hope you'll take into your week of either faith discussions or reflections. And if you are planning on having faith discussions with your family, uh, you can get all of our resources like every week on the faith to go website, www.myfaith2go.org. And all of those will be based on the gospel for this Sunday. The interesting thing about this Sunday is that really the gospel isn't the main kind of the main reading because the main reading about Pentecost is from the book of Acts which is not a gospel, though it was written by the same person that wrote the Gospel of Luke. Anyway, so there's a gospel. <laughs> yeah, there's a gospel today, and it's the Gospel of John, and that's what we're going to talk about. But also know that it's the whole conversation is happening within the context of that story from Acts two about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit descending on the disciples after Jesus has ascended, and uh, kind of like celebrating what people refer to as the birth of the church, or at least the the beginning of the time after Jesus has ascended that the disciples are taking things over for themselves and with the work of the Holy Spirit guiding them. And that's the whole idea of Pentecost. But we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit because Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit also in John, and that is today's gospel uh, from John 14. So um, we're going to get into it. 
Uh, Jackie is going to read the gospel, which is John 14, uh, 8 through 17, and then 25 to 27 tacked on. So Jackie will read that, and then we'll each highlight a point from the gospel for your week of discussion and reflection. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe because the works of themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments." And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides in you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Okay, so if you've been listening to the podcast over the last six weeks, you have you are an expert in the second half of the Gospel of John, because that's all we've been talking about, jumping jumping back and forth between different parts of what we've been calling, and is traditionally called the Farewell Discourse of John. So last week we heard the last part of it, and this week is almost back to the very beginning of it, but it's jumping around thematically because this is what Jesus is talking about. John's version of the Holy Spirit, so Acts has its version of the Holy Spirit, which is the tongues of fire descending on the disciples. John's version of the Holy Spirit is this advocate character, um, the spirit of truth, the paraclete. There's a lot of different names and ways you could translate it, but we're going to get into that in a second. All that you really need to know for the context here is that we already said it's Pentecost, so we're talking about you know the work, the ongoing work of of the community that Jesus brought together after he's gone, and then Jesus in the gospel preparing his disciples for him to leave. So this is the beginning of that three or four chapters of Jesus like talking to his disciples about what's going to be true when he is gone and what's what's going to happen to him. So, Jackie has the first point. Today, I'm talking about the first verse, uh, and Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. And this notion of still having questions in our minds and wanting to be satisfied, but, but clearly not being satisfied yet. And, and I want to talk about that because I think there's an important feeling when you're on your faith journey and at different points in your faith journey of not feeling fully satisfied. And God gives us everything that we need to be satisfied, but we still have questions and we still have doubts. And so how do you hold both of those things? How do you hold wanting to know more while also being satisfied with what God has given you? And in the Gospels, 
we've continually seen in John, you know, this notion of light and darkness and sight and blindness and being raised from the dead and this belief in unbelief. And so how do we, how do we take that and hold that and bear that and bring truth to that and proclaim that truth while also holding in our hearts questions that we have mm-hmm. and things that we are grappling with and, and things that we seek to know more about. And I think that that really points us to like the importance of having a community, a community that makes sure that we are seeing those things or answering those questions or, or helping us hold those questions um, so that we can find that satisfaction in our faith and go deeper with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Jesus is kind of, Jesus is kind of exasperated. It seems like, (laughs) but it's also a legitimate question because Philip doesn't have like 2000 years of talking about the Trinity, the father the son and the Holy spirit. Like, like we have sitting here, we have these gospels. We have the, this whole farewell discourse we have years of you know, hearing Jesus talk about the Father and us talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we don't really understand it. But much like, Philip's just heard this for the first time. <laughs> like, he's, he's genuinely, he's asking a genuine question. And, and I think Jesus, though he is, seems exasperated, also, provide, is, also continues with a genuine answer and like, continues to expand on what he's talking about when he's talking about the Father. Because he clearly wants the disciples to understand. Right, you know? right. And the other thing that I thought of, it's, it's interesting that Philip is in this story because Philip is in one of the first stories from the Gospel of John, which is from chapter 1, and it's the, the calling of uh, Philip, and it's when G- Jesus is in Galilee and he finds Philip and says to him, follow me. And then Philip uh, found Nathaniel. And he says, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip said, uh, come and see. And, and then it's also interesting because it ties into this thing that Maya is going to talk about and is also part of the, uh, this story where Jesus sees Nathanael and he kind of knows who he is, though he's never met him before. And Nathaniel is amazed, and Jesus says, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So these two stories are kind of tied together um, with Philip being one of the main partners in this conversation, as well as Jesus saying, you know, greater works than these will happen uh, through you uh, in the Holy Spirit. And and it's it's cool to me because Philip in the beginning was the one like pointing Nathaniel to Jesus and is also the one at the end still having questions. And that's true of all of us all the time, that we're all both believing and doubting at the same time. We have faith and we doubt. We are clear and we're unclear. We're it's this it's this paradox, which is the same paradox that Philip is having trouble understanding because it's the father is a different thing and the same thing at the same time. To Jesus. It is and isn't. It's inside and outside. You know, it's like very confusing because we are like black and white, rational. We want to make things, you know, A plus B equals C, but Jesus is saying A plus B equals A and C and B at the same time. And that's kind of 
all the time. It's this mystery yeah. that we're constantly living into that is the Trinity, that is like our unity with one another and our difference at the same time. So, Right. So that goes into my point. Although Jesus seems somewhat exasperated by the question that Philip has asked, it's as I was going to say, as Jesus says, as David says, um, he responds with a really genuine answer and he offers to Philip, if you do not, let's see, believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. So, as David said, we are very rational beings and we so very much want to fit everything in a nice tidy equation and like reasoning and logic and you know uh, I forgot the equation he said <laughs> because math but <laughs> A plus B equals C yeah that one uh, <laughs> but it's we so desperately want to do that but when we remain um, as Jackie said unsatisfied and in our doubts about kind of who Jesus is and this abiding and, and whatnot. Jesus is offering us this thing. It's like, if you can't believe in this right now, like, just look at... I wouldn't... I hesitate to call it evidence, like, works being evidence of God's presence, because I think we would immediately jump to that kind of rational frame of mind that needs to explain things logically and rationally, but rather it's these works that the Father's performing through us is in... I think they're indicative of his presence within us, so it's... If perhaps someone can't wrap their head around Jesus maybe being, you know, the Son of God or Jesus' divinity or perhaps the things that require a little bit more faith, like, well, yeah, a lot more faith than him being a historical figure like, you know, the resurrection and, and the virgin birth and stuff. If you really can't subscribe to that in the moment, I think people, most people would agree that Jesus, you know, if anything else, was an amazing teacher who did amazing things. And so, like, you can start with that. And I think he's encouraging us. I mean, he is encouraging us to, you know, of course, go further in your faith. But if anything else, look at the works that Jesus had done and that continue to be done in the world through him and by him. So I think it's I would encourage everyone to maybe just sit and reflect every day and like how has the Holy Spirit moved? Because, you know, when we look at these works that philip would later do and the apostles would later do and that we do it's you know indicative it's kind of like you know the holy spirit is here and it's working and it's moving so if you can't believe in it just for the sake of believing in it believe it for the works themselves yeah and it's kind of an incredible promise that jesus is making that we're that we're gonna do greater things than jesus had done mm-hmm. because jesus did some incredible things in the book of john in the gospel Raising people from the dead. Right. Doing a lot of teaching and healing and being raised from being resurrected himself. And the promise that we will do even greater things than that is really amazing. And I think it's also the idea that, like, when we undertake the work of faith and belief, or even our own sense of our own, like, spirituality and connectedness to God as just an intellectual undertaking, mm-hmm. it's always going to be unsatisfying mm. and incomplete feeling. If we think of life that way, 
Yeah. You know, you can't know about life just by thinking about it. Yeah. You have to experience it, you know? Exactly. And, and like, there's a faith that we experience in our embodiedness that is, beyond, that is more than the things we can rationally think about. So doing the work that Jesus is asking us to do doesn't necessarily get us out of our head, but gets us into our right mind. That, mm-hmm. like, we are trying to do it from a top-down, thinking, thinking our way into a new way of acting. And this, And Richard Rohr says this, is like, we are called to act our way into a new way of thinking. And thinking not being so much, I'm going to do a bunch of mental work to figure out my faith, but as I like land in my body and become present in my body and do the work and let it affect me in my heart, then I'm actually present in my mind. And what is, what actually happens is not so much that I create faith, but that truth is revealed to me. And that is a different flow that we're talking about. It just seems to click a lot. Yeah. You know, when we just don't think about it as much and just exist entirely as we are meant to exist with mm-hmm. the Father in this like deep ab- like place that abides within us. Then, then you can maybe think about it and be like, "Oh yeah." Well, and I and I think it leaves more room for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you're caught up in the notion of who Jesus was and who God is and and all of those things, but when you when you can let those go a little bit mm-hmm. and you can be mindful of what you're doing and why you're doing it and what's existing in that liminal space, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and you feel that and you mm-hmm. can recognize that and take notice mm-hmm. of that. So I guess that kind of goes to my point because I want to talk about the advocate that Jesus is talking about. And I think it's interesting because we kind of think Jesus, the way that Jesus understands the Holy Spirit, the advocate, uh, is interesting to me in this because he's saying that another advocate will come when I am gone. So kind of thinking that that sounds to me like he's thinking of himself as having have had been an he has been an advocate and so this term advocate is the word if if you translate it right from the greek the greek word is paraclete parakletos which is like the one someone calling out next to you like para like paralegal you know like the person that stands next to and then paramedic paramedic and then Calling Kaletas is like calling out. So it's like a legal term. So it's like your attorney. It's like the person that stands next to you, represents you in a trial, and speaks out on your behalf. Oh, so it's not someone who calls. Well, I guess actually, no, it is. It is someone who calls you out and checks checks you. Yeah, calling calling out on for you and... Calling you out. Calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to call you out. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about was like, this way that Jesus, what Jesus is doing here is both being, a, has been, he has been in the Gospels both a, a like leader, a compassionate teacher and healer, as well as someone that is calling people out on what is true. So it's both like leading people and, and advocating for them as well as pushing back in the effort of, of cultivating this, this spirit of truth and authenticity in relationship and within our within people. And so the advocate is referred to at another place here as the spirit of truth and somewhere else as the as the holy spirit. So we have the advocate, the holy spirit, the spirit of truth and this thing that will kind of replace Jesus in the lives of the disciples. And so I I like this idea of the advocate like Maya was just saying being 
one who calls out on our behalf, so stands next to us and calls outward, like forward for us, helping us to know where to go, helping us to like discern what is true outside, but also is the thing that calls us out, like checks what is true of us, calls our spirit back to the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to a realization that those two things are not two things, but are one thing. And to to try to like actually manifest that in our experience of the world, in our relationships, in our behaviors, and to try to just call us back to who we authentically are. And that that peace, that when Jesus talks about peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives, that's the kind of peace that doesn't feel peaceful because our hearts will be troubled and we will be afraid. But we can know that in the midst of that trouble and fear of getting in contact with like being honest about who we are and what is true of ourselves and in the world and of the world, that what's actually happening is that we're getting closer and closer to contact with the advocate, with the Holy spirit, with the father in us, with God dwelling in us. And that that is scary because it goes against all these kind of things we've built up in ourselves to, you know, exist and cope with the world and the culture that we live in. But those things aren't as true as something that's a deeper truth, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. We each have a deeper identity than this persona that we think we are. And Jesus is saying that work is going to be challenging, but really the kingdom of God is about recognizing that in us and then helping others recognize that in themselves by being in authentic relationship with one another. Well, and like you touched on the notion of love. And I think what's powerful about the advocate is that this is the Holy spirit is on this journey with you. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a time for a lot of inward looking and being called out. But at the end of the day, like you're still not alone. And as you work on those things and as you continue forward, you still have that advocate there Mm -hmm. for you. And it's a journey that you're on together. Mm -hmm. That's right. So that's our three points. Number one was Jackie's and it was about Philip and the combination within us of both uh, questioning and being satisfied of doubting and believing at the same time and this journey that we're always on together uh, that is paradoxical but true. Uh, Number two was Maya's and it was about the work that Jesus talks about uh, believing in um, and that ability to embody our faith. Uh, beyond just intellectualizing it. And then number three was mine about the advocate, uh, the the one who calls out from beside us. And so not only one who calls out on our in our defense, but also calls us out in the spirit of truth, that the spirit of truth is working in us as well as, you know, through us. So uh, having heard those three points, Jackie is going to read the gospel one more time and see if you hear anything different this time through. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. 
But if you do not, then believe me because the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this uh, Pentecast this week of June 9th. (laughs) Dad jokes. Uh, Yeah. We'll be back uh, next week for the season after Pentecost. If you want to check out any of those Faith to Go resources, you can find them at www.myfaithtogo.org. You can email us with any questions, comments, or stories to faith2go at stpaulcathedral.org, or you can direct message us or follow us on Instagram at faith2go, or get in touch with us through the website. Um, make sure to rate and review this podcast. Until next time, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.